When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And okay, I kind of like this song. I like it. It's a bop. Yeah. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainers resting his vocals. Holly Roberts and I are here hanging with you. Yeah. Hey, before I forget, uh, in addition to making sure that you uh, click around on the My Talk 1071 website to look for our host on a post with an elf hat today it's Rocco click on that then you'll be entered to win a thousand dollars we're giving it away every Friday at 5 30 on Lori and Julia for the next three weeks also remember now I think this accidentally got busted but we have pledged to be a wham free zone I don't know about this okay oh I don't I was oh gone. my gosh okay so Holly this I'm actually glad you're here because I want to and by the way is there a reboot of a TV show or movie that you like better than the original? 651-641-1071. We're going to get to your calls in a second. But, Holly, the peop- I think people are confused about this, and I want to be very clear. It is not that we do not like the song Last Christmas by Wham. We love that song. I celebrate all things Wham. Great. But Whamageddon is a social media game that people play where... They try to avoid that song for the entire Christmas season because it is a really hot, much played song. How can you do that? How can you avoid Last Christmas Thank by you. Wham? But people do this, and then when you you get whammed when you hear the song, and there's well, like someone is about it, smack you in the face. Yeah, no, it's not like it's it's not about it's about survival. It's not about sabotage. Ah! So like really, it's just about you as a human being. You know, playing. It's an experiment. Can I go the whole holiday season without hearing this song, which is an awesome song? But we had people who were kicked out who got whammed by our station because we played it as a bumper. Oh, sorry. I just pulled some strings around here. I said, "Hey, can we just make it a safe place for people who are playing Whamageddon?" And other people, if you love the song, which we all do, because it's a great song, you can find it somewhere else. But we want to be a safe place for those who are playing Whamageddon this year. You're such a giver, Colleen. Thanks. Thank you so I just much. Wanna, I just, you know, so anyway, that's what that's all about. It's not about not liking the song. We love the song. Many of us love the song. Some of our best friends are, are that the song. song. It's true. <laughs> all right. Uh, so the question is, is there a reboot of a TV or movie, TV show or movie that you like better than the original? Why? Pray tell, Holly Roberts, are we asking? Because we got a big remake that's coming out this weekend. It's called West Side Story. Yes. Tonight. I'm very excited about this. So now you can say that this is a remake of the 1961 movie West Side Story, or you could also look at it as this is a new iteration of the musical West Side Story. Mm-hmm. However you look at it, 
the reviews are coming in. Yeah. And the reviews are pretty darn good. Now, we were really confused about this because at first blush, we thought it was going to be like an updated version of West Side Story by Steven Spielberg. And then the trailers came out and we were like, oh, wait a minute. It takes place in the exact same time. Uh Uh-huh. They're singing all the same music. Yeah. Oh, they're saying the lines, the same lines. Yeah, it's not. Oh, this is just West Side Story. Right. It's just it's just a new version of West Side Story. Mm-hmm. So you could say that it's a reboot of West Side Story because we only have that 60s movie and then there's been countless iterations on stage. Anyways. Well, can, can I actually yeah. just really quickly say something about that? Please. Because I, I will I will cop to the fact that I was first a little bit of a womp womp about that. Yeah, me too. But when I thought about it, I realized that musical has been staged umpty foo times over the course of the many years it has been in existence. Yeah. And each time it is staged, there is a slightly different perspective to it. It's subtle, but it's been staged many, many times with different sets, different actors, different choices why can't we do that with a movie right well we could that thank you colleen that's why i've softened over the years on my opinions of reboots remakes reimagining where it's like okay sure you're gonna take something that exists but it's never been done by this particular set of people with this particular point of view right great try me well apparently colleen this version of west side story directed by steven spielberg is fantastic and i've seen reviews that say this movie version of west side story tops the one that was made in 1961 (gasps) now i'm reading the new york times headline about this and they said that steven spielberg rediscovers the breathing, troubling essence of a classic, building a bold and current screen musical with no pretense to perfection. That's what they say. Wow. And some people, I have not read a negative review about this movie at all. So that got me thinking, well, okay, there are lots of reboots, remakes, reimaginings. Mm-hmm. Is there something that you think tops the original version of that? 651-641-1071. Now, we did get a tweet Oh, good. Um, from someone who said that reboot that is definitely better than the original, Battlestar Galactica. Okay, so I don't know enough about either of those things, but I've only heard good things about Battlestar Galactica. I don't know the original version, and I don't know the new version. But I've heard rave reviews of the new version. Yeah, the original version was just like post-Star Wars mm-hmm. 1970s. There was kind of a kitsch and a corniness to it. But the reboot... That happened in the mid-2000s, took a serious sci-fi turn to that show, and people loved it. I didn't watch it. Right. But people were loving it. People, people liked it. People were talking. Okay, I have one. And um, this is one where uh, there's been one full season, and now the second season has been released, and I have not dipped my toe into this new season. But Saved by the Bell, the reboot, is fantastic really it is fantastic now i don't know if we're going to call it a true re i mean it is tr- a true reboot right because yeah. there are some characters from the original saved by the bell the original saved by the bell was a little hokey a little bit caricature of its time the new saved by the bell is also a little bit caricature caricature-y however they really do take on some real things with a ton of heart and a lot of humor and a lot of um, entertainment. So I'm I'm here for and it is and it does sort of laugh at itself in some ways. Like the Zach Morris character is kind of still over the top. Yeah. But 
but what they're doing with it, I see the perspective and it's hard. For, it was hard for me to fall in love with it because I do have feelings about AC Slater. What's his name? Mario, Mario Lopez. Lopez. I do have feelings about him, but I, I just, I've loved it. I've loved watching it. It, it, it hits all the right spots. Yeah. Well, good. It, it, it tickles that. There are so many. It tickles your nostalgia. And when you really think about it, there are so many of these. And, and going back to movies, a couple of the movies that I can think of off the top of my head, uh, and being refreshed by looking through the internet, the war. I really like the Tom Cruise War of the Worlds. Oh, I haven't seen that. Speaking either. of Steven Spielberg rebooting and doing something different, mm-hmm. that is a legit scary movie. Yeah. That builds upon the movie version that we knew from the 1950s. Now, that one has a special place. It's corny. Again, it's corny. It's yep. kitschy. It's from the 1950s. But how can we take that story and apply it to modern day and make that scary? I don't want to be turned into disintegrated bits and pieces by those alien machines. You should watch a color. I, I should. It's, it's you know, really good. I will say this. There, to me, I think one of the things I'm realizing is I find it. I actually I admire when uh, a a creator takes something that has existed in that kitschy in that campy space and says, "Oh, maybe there is something here that we can kind of dust off." kind of move around and really make it matter in a way that like it felt frivolous before, but it can actually have a place in our conversation in our pop culture conversation. I appreciate that. And so when you talk about Steven Spielberg making a choice to like take something that was a little bit kitschy and campy and find the nut of it in a way that we can bring it into the present day. I I appreciate that when anybody does that. No beef with that. Not a beef. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show. Oof. We were out to dinner last night. And so I almost missed this entirely, but don't worry. I had the opportunity to view live in front of a studio audience. This is the Jimmy Kimmel Norman Lear project where they actually take uh, very popular actors and actresses, plug them into roles from your favorite TV shows of yesteryear and actually perform them live in front of a studio audience like they were when they first were done. And last night, they did Facts of Life and Different Strokes, and I want to talk about it when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. Oh, welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer is resting his Kermit the Frog voice today. Uh, Holly Roberts and I are here with you. Ribbit, uh, ribbit. Ribbit, ribbit. We are not sounding like Kermit the Frog, we hope, um, but... I will say I'm sounding slightly tired because I woke up very early this morning to catch up on some TV. And when we talk about TV, we do a little, here's what we're watching live. You guys watch that television show together, don't you? Team Cobra presents Here's What We're Watching Live. Okay, so last night was the airing of Live in Front of a Studio Audience. And this is something we've seen kind of uh, over the last, I don't want I I feel like it started during pandemic times. I don't even remember. It could even be before. It might have been before. What is time? What is even time? Uh, they are, it is a uh, project that is uh, at the helm of which is um, Jimmy Kimmel. Alongside Norman Lear. Living legend. Living legend. I mean, listen, some of the, many of your favorite shows of yesteryear 
are Norman Lear productions. And Norman Lear is how old now? Like 90? Uh, late 90s. Uh, the man wrote for Dean Martin and Jerry yeah. Lewis's television show in the 1950s. That's how old he is. Yes. I mean, he's an institution. Yes. So anyway, the two of them kind of teamed up to do this live production. And what they do is they choose two TV shows, two half hour shows. They present them as they were written in the time. And usually what they do that I think is brilliant is they find one show that spun off another show and they use some of that crossover, whether it's a character or whether it's the actual episode that crossed over to, um, illustrate to to do both shows yeah make the bridge such is the case with last night's episode of live in front of a studio audience and it was facts of life and different strokes oh so this colleen oh is your pop culture sweet spot i know you and bradley like these were the shows that shaped your childhood completely and i both Bradley, so Bradley actually watched all of Facts of Life a couple years ago, like four years ago, I think. I watched a couple seasons. I love Facts of Life. That show is has all of the nostalgia. And I loved Different Strokes as well. So this really was, I mean, this was my childhood. These were the shows I was raised on. So they did two episodes back to back. They started with Facts of Life. And oh my gosh, the casting could not have been more amazing. With one exception. What? Oh, no. Somebody didn't make the cut. That's too bad. It's not that she didn't make the cut. It's that Jennifer Aniston is always Jennifer Aniston. Ah, uh, yep. And I'm not, you know, it's not her fault. But even just the way she emphasizes certain things and the way she... um. Just the way she talks, it's hard, especially in comedic stuff, it's hard to not hear Rachel Green. Now, I think she's a great actress. I love her on The Morning Show, and she's not, she she inhabits a different character on that show. But for some reason, I kept on feeling like she was slipping into Rachel Green when she was trying to play the role of Blair. Now, speaking of the role of Blair, played by Lisa Welchel, Lisa Welchel sang the the theme song to The Facts of Life. Last night. Just because? Well, that's one of the things that they do is they hire somebody or they bring in maybe a band or a singer to do the opening credits yeah. when they do these live in front of a studio audience. So, for example, for um, Different Strokes, it was two of the members of Boys to Men that sang the Different Strokes theme song. Oh, fantastic. But Lisa Welchel showed up in her Eastland uniform to sing the opening credits of Facts of Life. It was awesome. It was so great. Did your nostalgias just tingle and tingle all over? Mindy Cohn, who played Natalie, was there. And Kim Fields, who played Tootie, was also there. Um, Not present Nancy McKeon, who played Joe. She was not there to watch. She wasn't, at least, I don't know, for whatever reason, she wasn't there. And, of course, Mrs. Garrett, uh, uh, Edna Garrett, played by Charlotte Ray, was not there. She has passed on to the Church Eternal. Mm -hmm. However, Anne Dowd played the role of... Charlotte Ray's Edna Garrett. Which is perfect casting. Perfect casting. I felt like I felt like Charlotte Ray was in the room. It was so good. She was so good at that role. And actually, I think it was Mindy Cohn who played uh, Natalie who said, because at the end, they kind of gathered together and had a little quick talk with um, Jimmy Kimmel. 
And Jimmy Kimmel said, you know, what did you think? And Mindy Cohen said, I think that that Charlotte Ray is is uh, given a toast to Ann Dowd right now. I get goosebumps. Oh, that's so sweet. She was so good in that role. It was amazing. Now, that was the crossover. So the, the role played by um, Charlotte Ray, Edna Garrett, showed up, was spun off from Different, Different Strokes. strokes. So then she did both. She did both shows. So Facts of Life went first, and then she showed up again in Different Strokes, and again, perfect. Kevin Hart played Arnold, which I thought I was not going to think was hilarious. It was hilarious. Yeah, Snoop Dogg showed up as Willis's friend. So funny. Um, Willis played by Damon Wayans. Now, uh, Todd Bridges opened the whole show, and. Bradley's not here for me to make fun of him, but uh, yeah. when I see Todd Bridges, all I can think of was the time that he was a guest in our studio and Bradley said to him, do you keep in touch with any of your co-stars? Oh. And he had to say they've all passed away. Oh. And so he said at the very beginning, he was like, I am basically, he was like, I'm the only one still alive. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it was terrible. I'm like the Different Strokes Highlander. Please was, enjoy this oh my quality gosh. programming. Anyway, if you missed it, go back and watch it. Seriously, so good. It cool. is so, so good. It was the best one yet. Awesome. Yes, so watch it. And when we come back, dumb people doing dumb things, crazy, stupid idiots after this. Dumb people doing dumb things. We do love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071. i I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer is resting his voice. Holly Roberts and I are here with you. Taking it easy. Yeah, big time. He needs to, you know, rest that frog voice. But he'll be back. Don't worry about it. Holly and I are here to tell you all about your crazy, stupid idiots. Idiots! Well then, I guess one could say, that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for Crazy Stupid Idiots. All those crazy, stupid idiots are to your right, they're to your left, and hopefully when you're looking in the mirror, there is not one looking back at you. Oftentimes we find them in the state of Florida. Florida. And sometimes other places. Like, where are we going? Where are we going? Where where are we going? Is, oh, Kentucky. Oh, we're going to... Okay, so this is kind of a mild, crazy, stupid idiot. This is sort of like honest mistake, maybe? <sighs> this hairdresser from Kentucky has gone viral on TikTok. Um, 29-year-old Gara Sullivan took to TikTok last Wednesday to explain that she had returned from Thanksgiving dinner and maybe had had a few, mm-hmm. uh, as some people are wont to do uh, on such a holiday. And so... She arrived home a little tipsy, and she thought, you know what I want to do? Just want to snuggle with my guinea pig. Aww. She's got a guinea pig named Dixie, and Dixie, uh, she felt like Dixie needed some love. So she took Dixie out of the cage, and she was like, come here, we're just going to cuddle. And then she fell asleep on her bedroom floor with Dixie. Oh. Uh Oh. The next morning... She woke up and Dixie had been busy making baby guinea pigs. Nope, 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 nope. Uh, mm, eating. Oh, the, uh. Dixie had been busy eating. And what Dixie ate, Dixie the guinea pig, ate was Gara Sullivan 29's hair. No, I thought it was going to be an iPhone wire. I mean, no. that would have stunk. I was like, what, did the house burn down? Yeah, that would have been a bummer, right? But no, the guinea, she calls it her guinea wig. 
Um, the no, the guinea pig ate her bangs. <laughs> no. Yeah, she said, I went into the living room. They were right there on the floor. Um, these were clip-on bangs, I believe. Okay, uh, that is a interesting-looking guinea pig, because I, I had I to know. click on the article and see the hairdo. Or the hair don't. Or the hair don't. But there's yeah. nothing you can do about it. Yeah, the guinea pig ate her hair. Oh. It's rough, man. I Is that a naked guinea pig? I don't know. I don't know. I just have a lot of questions. Yeah. And they're not going to be answered here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, that stinks. But as long as the hair doesn't get stuck in the guinea pig's intestines, you know, mm-hmm. just got to let nature take its course. Exactly. Well, the and the guinea pig left the hair out where she could see it. So oh, that's great. She knew that it was the guinea pig that had eaten her hair. Yeah. Yeah, fun. That's really great. Yeah. Man. Guinea pigs. Listen. Did you ever have a guinea pig, Colleen? No. I used, I used, I borrowed the classroom guinea pig, and that was about the best we could do at our house. Mm-hmm. Um, listen, I think it actually cured my brother and me of any wishes to have our own. Yeah. Because we realized, like, oh, they smell a little bit, and you have to take actual care of them. Yeah, you got to clean the shavings. Yeah, yeah it's and a whole you got to do things. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they bite. And yeah. I just, you know, yeah. I'm happy for people who have guinea pigs. I'm happy for them. That is good for them. Yeah, that is good for them. Yeah. Uh, where are we going? Where are we going? Oh, gosh, where are we going, Colleen? I just had where we were going. Uh Oh, it's okay. And then we were going to go to a place called. Oh, here we go. Here we go. We're going to Pittsburgh. Oh, Pennsylvania. What is happening in Pittsburgh? Pennsylvania? And we are going to the aptly named Shadyside neighborhood. Shadyside, according to a local news station in Pittsburgh, is known for its beautiful boutiques Hmm. and historic homes. And uh, there's also a street called Walnut Street. Oh. I want you to keep that in mind, Colleen. Because there is something that's happening on Walnut Street. Okay. That neighbors say... I like the emphasis you're putting on nut. uh Uh-huh. Okay. They're horrified by what they've seen late at night. Somebody's nuts. Out in the neighborhood. Uh-oh. Nuts it's, out. Nuts out! A prowler, Colleen, is naked and is peering into the windows in the shady side neighborhood. Oh, no! Nuts out. Nuts all the way out. Now, allegedly... Oof. No, 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 no. This guy has been caught on camera. And the neighbors are just aghast because, really, it's the the people of Shadyside on Walnut Street say that it is the last thing that they thought they would see with their own two eyes with somebody's nuts hanging out oh my in the gosh. middle of the night. Now, somebody told the news station that it's creepy. You know, fortunately, they don't live I'll where say. there's a window on the ground, but it's still a little scary now. Uh, apparently, the nuts have emerged at 2.30 in the morning from behind an apartment building, and this person is naked, and they're just dangling there. Oh, gosh. That is a... That we don't know who's doing this, but... Um, they got the footage. Nuts we, out. We have it on camera. Yeah. Which is, what do I always say? You're always Assume on camera. Assume that you're always on camera. Yeah, even with your nuts hanging out on mm-hmm. Walnut Street. So, <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to let you know about that. Tuck them away. 
Tuck them away. Tuck them away. Keep them covered. Yeah, keep them covered. They're don't, a gift. Don't, don't let your nuts out. Just no. for you. Yeah. And it's one of those things, what would you do if you saw somebody Mm-mm. naked? Nope, I don't like to talk about that. hanging out on the street. Now, I have seen people doing it. Yep. Oh. Like at 6.30 in the morning, going on a walk. Not here, in the Minneapolis area. I was like, did area. you tell me this story? Did this happen? No, 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 no. no. This okay. happened... In Amsterdam, okay, in the Vondel Park, which is like their central park, okay, just minding my p's and q's, keeping them to myself. Yeah, well, they weren't. And then you walk by, and there are people just doing it. And then it's one of those unrealities where you're like, "Art, uh, what? Oh, uh, what? Wait, that's out. Okay, we're get, doing that. Apparently, get a towel. Ooh. Anyways, keep it, keep it inside, keep it in." Where are we going next? Next, we are going to um, both Southeast Washington, D.C. and Providence, Rhode Island. What? What? Okay, great. A twofer, a BOGO. It is a BOGO. In fact, actually, it is a twofer as well. And that is exactly what this person was trying to do. Um, His name is Michael Redman II. Also interesting. Yeah. He was working as the assistant principal of Stephen E. Kramer Middle School in Southeast D.C. That was a job that he was conducting online because I don't know if you remember this. Also still happening pandemic. Yeah. So a lot of schools were doing the online thing. Great. So he was like, oh, this is great. I can work from home. I Uh can be the principal of this school. Oh, oh, I don't like where this is going, Colleen. I have an imagination problem. He was conducting that job, actually, from the office of his other job as principal of E-Cubed Academy in Providence, Rhode Island. Oh, I thought this was going to be a like whole a whole Jeff- different thing. I thought this was going to be like a Jeffrey Tubin experience, no or Tubin. that something was, something was going to be Tubin. Oh, no okay. Tubin. Whatever. No. Then no. Fine. No. Right? He was trying to get his in two different places. He was working online as a principal of a school and in person as a principal of another school in a whole different city. And guess what? What? Neither school knew of each other. Oh. Now this is a big deal. Because um, did he have contracts? Yeah. Okay. If he had contracts, yes. And so, um, what he was trying, yes, what he was trying to do was work an eight forty five a.m. to three fifteen schedule for one school and an eight thirty a.m. to three fifteen schedule for another one, earning more than a hundred twenty five thousand dollars a year for both. That just sounds really tiring. That's the whole thing of like fake identities and other things. It's like, aren't you just going to get tired? You're going to get burned out. And obviously someone's going to catch you in the end. Okay. So what's so interesting about this is like, I've thought about this a lot with a lot of the stuff that's gone online is how many people are actually double dipping. I shouldn't be saying that out loud, but I would imagine there's a lot of people who are like, I'm working from home. I can maximize my I mean, I agree with you. I think it sounds exhausting. Mm-hmm. And it does, I mean, it just doesn't sound like the best. You're going to burn practice, out. Right. right. You're going to burn out. Right. But 
people, I'm sure people are doing it. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Well, well, anyway, this guy got caught and well, he's being sued and uh, it's a whole situation. Yeah. And I'm going to just wonder if it was all worth it in the end. Yeah, man, you got to cross your T's and dot your lowercase J. True dat. Mm-hmm. True dat. Uh, hey, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we're going to play a little game. That game is called the throwback Life? after this on my talk one oh seven one.